Ken and Mila are Check it, check it, check it out. It's been a while. I was going to put that Britney song. Britney, bitch. Oh. It's been a while. Yeah. I know we haven't, I shouldn't have kept you waiting. Um, I've been writing exams. I'm done now. (laughs) Uh, Exams are finished, baby. Yeah. Just did criminal law today. Um, Crime is not fake what it do okay uh, i'm looking at the waveforms i gotta turn myself down ken's gonna turn himself Mila, down you need to girl boss this shit I, i'm really tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've been working hard you've been girl bossing it all week i crammed for my whole exam like in one day because i haven't really been paying attention in this class so i <laughs> Can made say what class <laughs> no Can I, oh, okay. I mean it was criminal law i just said it um but I, it, it's just because like the class this particular class isn't in person should we switch microphones look at how much bigger my waves are I think it's literally just me being I, I'm gonna compress it so it doesn't matter all right, all right, all right. um but anyway distorted <laughs> uh yeah so if you're listening to this while working out then like take that anyway as like your do one more rep um mm, pump that iron yeah <laughs> sweaty we iron we should do like just like a audio clip. yeah just for like people who listen to it at the gym but but I, what if they start laughing like <laughs> that's very kind of dangerous yeah it's very dangerous have you ever started laughing with like a huge amount of weight on your back yes <laughs> this is i have like the worst story about that i was deadlifting once at the gym and they put on the song staying alive and i thought of like the office episode yeah. um and i started laughing and i like my fingers slipped and i dropped i didn't drop it on anything but yeah. like i definitely like my leg did something awkward and my hips started hurting i'd be scared most to squat and start laughing like i can yeah. picture that yeah because you really need your core to be properly braced but anyway yeah i'm very tired because i crammed this whole thing in one night um you like i made 52 pages of notes damn in one no the whole night i, I did it throughout the day so what you're saying is if you were an elected official <laughs> you'd work very hard for your constituents no i i messed up because i i just didn't do these notes in advance um so what you're saying is you wouldn't be responsible elected official for your constituents mm-hmm. no but i always here's the thing i always get everything done always gets her done i've never handed in an assignment late ever in your life ever what the fuck i'm just like i have so much anxiety about being late that's why i'm like you know that's why i think maybe i could be adopted and not arab because like i'm like is that a wait are arabs late yeah lebanese i, I should say lebanese is Phoenicians. Just, yeah are there um, non-finnishian lebanese i don't i don't even think like i let's not get into that but but i i i think like with lebanese and like mediterranean culture in particular oh yeah white being on time is a white supremacist construct Oh, is it? You haven't heard that? No, that's awful. Um, Because these other cultures, they're more like go with the flow. Yeah, but I I wouldn't say Mediterranean cultures like go with the flow at all. Like people definitely get worked up. But yeah, but they're just always. 
<laughs> but I think like Lebanese, Greek, Italian, like there's this, this thing like where everyone's always late. Um, Lebanese people are always like two hours late, and you're like, I'm get like I'm I'm on my way, and they'll still be like getting ready. <sighs> That's me, but um, I also hate when people do that. So I like when I don't know people well uh, well enough. I like profusely apologize to the point that it makes them really uncomfortable, and yeah. then the relationship is ruined. Right. Right. Um, I don't have to be late with them ever again. <laughs> Silver linings. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So that's like the one thing where I'm like, hmm, maybe I am just like, I don't know who's on time, the British or the Germans. Um, Mussolini made the trains <laughs> run. <wrong. laughs> well, that was actually a myth. I think we. Yeah. 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 Um, the appearance of uh, on time is just, is just as important as the reality true load-bearing fiction but i i actually can't deal with being like i get anxious even if my brother's helicopters ran on time (laughs) okay let's i thought hey last time okay go ahead last time i was like twitter makes me sad because there's helicopter jokes and then you're like oh i'm not like sad oh okay good um yeah one like even if my brother's like can you pick me up from like the gym if i'm a minute late i get anxious i'm like wow i just have to be on time so even with assignments even when i was a bad student i would still handle my assignments on time but like a lot of them would suck so (laughs) yeah you know that's the trade-off um but yeah now i have some time um i have an article out i was invited to do a debate uh with cato institute it's a big deal yeah it's funny i was surprised to get the invite uh we're very different on many many issues Mm -hmm. um but i guess that's the point of this this uh this particular section of Cato called Unbound, where it's a, a debate every month. So I'm, I'm doing that. Um, I was going to invoke Lenin in my response, but I'm not sure how trigged I want to make everyone. Yeah. We'll see. Um, what else? I'm going to write some more. And uh, yeah, we'll see how where the break takes us. I've also, oh, been getting taking back a break. In, I have a winter break. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, how long? Until January sixth. That's good. That's a good new one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so, what have you been doing? Well, my I've been making really good YouTube videos um, and writing really embarrassing songs. like one of them I was like I want people to be so kind of like I want them to cringe so hard that they have to go look so like one of them was like I think it starts with when I close my eyes and start to masturbate I imagine that I have your respect (laughs) it's like that on the nose and I think it makes for like a kind of vulgarly fascinating spectacle to see me putting these on YouTube. This is like so check out Ken Clark on YouTube. That's like the, the only thing I'm doing right now. That's like the male Zoe Deschanel 
kind of song. She would never say anything like that. I know. This is the male version. What? Wait, I don't understand the parallel. You know, like in in that movie she's in. Oh, and she's like, my feelings. Like the uh, ukulele. Twink, 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 twink. No, it's. I um, just don't know if I should go see it's you. It's the one with the Bruce Almighty. Coffee. With Jim Carrey. That's a good movie. And, I don't care. And if she it's goes, like, you can call me at 11.59, but not. Or you can call me at 10.59, oh, yes. but not Quirky, 11, but just, not that. The height of that cultural movement's quirkiness was yeah. in that exact yeah. moment. That exact 11. moment. 11.59 when she sang the song. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like you're saying that's like the male version of that. Is. I wish I had your respect <laughs> so I can come inside. <laughs> Wait, I I don't really see. It's the more parallel. just like, like the, the lyrical structure. <laughs> what? It's more like the lyrical structure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like the tone, except I'm less quirky and more like, like the quirky thing is a little like this. Like yeah. I'm slightly out of breath because I'm not used to this. Like yeah, I'm more like God. when so I cruel. close my eyes and start <laughs> like that. <laughs> My sisters are all subscribed to me, but none of them click anymore. They're all too uncomfortable. I was like at the <laughs> living room table and they were like, I was showing them something I was proud of. And then it auto played my next video. I was like, hmm, let's not. And they were all like, yeah, let's not. That's funny. Um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, Justin Trudeau kind of talks like the way that those girls sing. Really? Like that breathy sort of He said of something like, recently that annoyed me so much. Like, the vaccine will be here in this amount of time. And then he was like, but it doesn't help those who need it right now. And everyone is like, what the fuck is life right now? Like, everything is so sanctimonious. Like, you have to find an angle to be like, like what the hell? Oh, man. Oh my I was God. in the car with my dad and I was like, am I crazy? Is everything like fuck Being right gaslighted. now? He's like, no, no, I know what you mean. Uh, no, there's definitely like a heat him in particular like it's, he's very triggering you know like unbelievably so and he's just good looking enough to make me feel a little bit gay which makes me really uncomfortable <laughs> so I like deeply hate the whole thing I feel like he's but the thing about him is he's so triggering to people like of all ideologies except for like a tiny little like group of people but, in the middle but didn't they seem like the majority like at one point a few years ago like that seemed like the prevailing but even, aesthetic for lack of a like, better even woke people don't like him woke people don't like him women don't like him children <laughs> don't vote for him <laughs> um i think children should have the vote <laughs> like a five-year-old and, going to the poll <laughs> well give him a I, ubi think, and a vote and a vote because people have to start early with like we're in a world of unprecedentedly have unprecedentedly heavy consequences with the technology that we have and people very young age have to start to reckon with things that they would have used to have been shielded from. Why like, don't we just ban the technology? Are you serious? Like, be like, if you if you give a phone to a child under... You age. wouldn't give a phone to a child. <laughs> <laughs> you go to jail. I was distributing inf the new information rebels will be like, phone. I was distributing truth to children. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> you said continuity and you made me think we were talking about something. Oh, Justin only appeals. Oh, yeah, he appeals to such a small... Okay, here's my theory is like, 
I think that he appeals to, from what I've seen, there's a lot of normies who are just so offline that like just see him on TV. understand how cringe he is. Well, they see him on TV like once a month and they're just kind of like, okay, that's nice. And they just think, okay, well, they're the center party. So whatever, like they just see him as the most like status quo, like less or like, and like the least sort of like involved you know for a moment there i think you really had like the unicorn girl like dmt fan fiction kind of crowd that's i did maybe i think he had it for like never a minute, have their attention but even they like like the pipeline thing made all the all the unicorn girls yeah like i had a coworker who felt like he betrayed everything good yeah and that was interesting to see um so i mean like my point is that there's just like he trigs everybody except for like such a small like it's yeah. impressive how many people he's able to reach with his trig you know <laughs> well now i want to defend him now we're going so hard yeah maybe i don't know well like for I a second th- he made me feel so bad about myself i think he just has like dumb guy politician energy like i yeah i don't know i don't even know if like he's necessarily bad intentioned i just think he's not really like i think he just feels like he has to do the job because his dad did it and he also feels entitled to the job because his dad had it is it rude for me to speculate that he has like perhaps sociopathic narcissistic like oh it's entirely possible feels very i think it's more common in politics than people think for sure he's used to walking into a room and like being this like smiling at people and like being like the center of everything yeah he's like the center of everything he reminds me of some guys i went to vc with oh yeah uh one in particular but just like there's like a vc did he go to like an all boys high school i don't know now i'm just it's this is we're like psychoanalyzed yeah this is like embarrassing but it's interesting you know yeah well anyway i just think it's funny like i know um like someone's mom i know like likes him a lot and like doesn't know anything about like doesn't watch or not very online like doesn't watch a lot of politics like it's just like well you know he's the face of our country like i see him talk once a, a month on the money imagine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have like hologram technology so his face like comes off the money and smiles at you you can't get away <laughs> he reminds me of like a very specific kind of like Montreal McGill boy for sure like in poli sci or something um which is like very trig <laughs> but yeah I don't know I just think it's it's just funny how so speaking of politicians we were just talking about the Jimmy Dore and AOC thing he showed it to me I like the way he yelled about our neighbors down south um obviously we have healthcare privilege when we're talking, so I'm checking my privilege. But um, <laughs> the opposite of checking your privilege, inflating uh, your privilege, inflating privilege. I'm centering. Yeah, my I'm privilege. flexing. Oh, I'm centering my privilege. We're flexing, centering, and that flexing our our healthcare privilege on you guys. Um, you know, I have a memory of uh, one of my profs, not profs, one of my high school teachers. Told we were playing the U.S. in the in the uh, Olympics. Uh, when in 2010 and uh, it was Canada versus the US in hockey and my teacher was like yeah we were chanting at them like because they were at a bar and there were Americans and Canadians there like being competitive with each other and the Canadians started chanting who has health care <laughs> like, that's funny it's like damn that's that's harsh yeah. um, 
but yeah so jimmy was basically like trying to force a vote for medicare for all um because they're just uncivilized countries like the only one without health care um and so he is basically being like aoc you're gaslighting us and like being fake and whatever and i was just telling ken like um it's funny how like the way that american political culture is set up where like you can't really like be mean to politicians but you can like be mean to your mom like there's like a certain kind of like there's a certain kind of way whereas like i think in like uh other cultures it's like the opposite like you can be like you know yeah, like yeah, fuck yeah, you yeah. to the politicians but you can never like say anything to your mom um but yeah i don't know it's just it's funny how like there's like a sort of respectability that's demanded where like there's well, i don't know it's like protect the sacred again? madonna michelle like a cow or something oh yeah nor <laughs> this strikes everyone as so distasteful but but well, that I thought was a little unnecessary. If, yes, I agree. But if you're going to call people like fat incels or something, like that's pretty Yeah, no, then yeah. That, then that's like, if you're going to play the game, then like be prepared to have that back at you, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't think Michelle's called anyone a fat but yeah. <laughs> Well, she put everyone on a diet. She's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Pretty she's much like, you, you're all fat ass. You want to be married to a guy like this? You got to lose some weight. <laughs> Telling all the kids in America, <laughs> giving them all eating disorders. Oh, uh, speaking of eating disorders, Jeanette McCurdy was on Michaela Peterson's podcast. Oh yeah, I don't know. Class. I don't really know who Jeanette she was McCurdy Sam is. And Carly. Okay, um, I haven't seen it. I guess I can't really say. I'm too old to say what I was going to say. Like, when I was 16, <laughs> she was a thick 16 year old. Uh, <laughs> but respectfully. I, it was a good podcast Oh her mom The point Let me tell her story for her Her Who? mom She was like feeding her family From the time she was six Jeanette Jeanette McCurdy Yeah Okay Um, Because she was a child actor and Yeah So her And she played like young kids Because she was like Developed late So her mom would like Restrict her diet And like Measure her th- hips And everything To make sure she didn't Start to look like a woman Because then she'd lose her Money maker role Oh my it god It was It's crazy Yeah it's crazy awful i think like there's a lot like i was reading um young kids that are put in gymnastics like young girls cuties they're i guess that's different but it kind of reminds me of cuties yeah there's like pageantry and cuties right <laughs> what the fuck okay, yeah. um <laughs> but Ugh. yeah i know it's wrong that's why i'm not I, a, I just understand. that's why i'm not a prison abolitionist <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Mila told it was just talking to her poli friends on Zoom and I was there and it was fun but one of her punchlines was are you gonna write for Jacobin now? <laughs> oh it was like really funny to me and I was like ah, yeah can we say his name? I just wanted to say all your life details what? okay whatever whatever okay this is so off tangent but I was reading that like you need more when caffeine. young girls do uh my dog's like scratching the door. Let my dog in. I'm gonna make a suicide joke. I think she. We're we're just gonna redo a riff we did when the camera was off. <laughs> we had to pause it because my dog came and Kent did a riff. Do you think she's worried I'm gonna kill myself? No, I think she just misses you. Thanks for saying that. No problem. So before <laughs> we were talking about 
putting the children on eating disorders. Oh well, yeah. And we got there because Norm Finkelstein called Michelle. Called Michelle uh, okay. And he he called, he called No he didn't He said Barack Obama And his hideous wife even, and That's he, even meaner And he called Barry Weiss Bovine Barry <laughs> That's like Strangely highbrow That Bodacious the bull <laughs> That's like a Trump thing You know <laughs> uh, Bovine Barry over here yeah. Cheers um, I learned so much From Trump About like publi- uh, No publicity Is bad publicity Honestly Yeah And also like I think also there's like a revelation or like you can play on people's like base desires in a way like we learn different like there's like a, a visceral the things we learned from Trump. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a visceral hatred of the media you know yeah. and he was like and playing on if people's you're not, desires if, you, if you're playing the if you're not playing the morally superior one no publicity is is bad publicity yeah but if you are like an authority you've got to restrict your, your yeah. gifts yeah it's better to like publish a, a paragraph a month or something i think also like to be real like the more money you have the more you can afford to like either the more i guess like i don't know norm finkelstein's situation i think he's just at the point where he's been so like di- like um canceled so to speak yeah. but like uh, he just doesn't care Like he can't go any lower Like he's already Like lost his job And stuff But does he get paid to speak I, I'm with you And I'm kind of it's, We almost need people In that position To like say the things That we can't say Yeah um, Like it's important To call Michelle No just kidding No it's not important To say that about Michelle I have um, sex with Michelle Alright <laughs> Cause like when guys are No I get it when wi- But when women's looks Are like Anyways. When they're attacked, you think Yeah, yeah, like, one of the instincts is like, I'd have sex with you. But I guess what you're supposed to say is, you're very beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, like, I think either that or, like, in Trump, like, I feel like part of what makes Trump feel like he's able, even, like, before he ran for president, what makes him feel like he's able to say the things he says is, like, he's very financially well off, and so, like, he has fuck you money in a sense mm-hmm. you know he's been bankrupt before it doesn't matter he just falls yeah. upward well he's in like the right crowds as well like there's like a certain mm. kind of person that can go bankrupt and like yeah. still come back from it like it's, and it's like and it's funny because he calls out like he's part of an elite that allows him to like do what he does he's not in the like one kind of elite like there's different elite mm-hmm. like groups in the elites and i just read a book called revolt of the elites it's really good and there's like it talks about how like the elites are revolting against each other and then they conscript everyone else and like their little yeah wars and that stuff like that sense. and then it makes people like believe that they have like less in common with each other than they actually do it's almost like feudal lords with their armies. yeah yeah it's so interesting <laughs> And I, and I think it's so true like they make everything into a false dichotomy but like what they're fighting over is actually something really minuscule and trivial but honestly I want to be in a culture war I want to die in a culture war <laughs> I want to die for my feudal lord I am really <laughs> yeah um no it's just it's more like cucked oh fuck um, me with the <laughs> um but I I, I do think that like culture is worth fighting for but not like people not like the elites leading the culture war if that makes sense like yeah um have had on the perpetual self-optimizer who's really awesome i definitely want to invite him on at some point uh um, announce the new thing 
well i don't know i was just riffing oh, i just I, love announcing things um but anyway he was talking about like how like you know you can still have a marxist politic and like you don't need to be so materialist that you don't care about culture because obviously culture is important but i think you know i i guess like now that i've been reading more fiction and like thinking about music like i i feel like those are different questions than like you know like very like issues that should be just like bread and butter stuff like economic solidarity issues well just things like you know should people be able to like access the resources they need to survive like i i i i don't really view these things as the same as like the way that like art is dying but my wait view, wait, wait the way art is dying what <laughs> sorry an intuitive uh, leap no i know um i i think like wait no but can you explain yeah yeah, yeah. um okay so <laughs> she's holding her head she needs a drink i do <laughs> or no. just drink more caffeine um i okay when it comes to sorry i'm talking about like too many things at once but when it comes to culture warring i think like a lot of it is over stuff that like not that that doesn't matter but um it there's a lot of like things that are not really represented in the right ways they're represented in ways to like make people hate each other more than they need to and make people not as co- like seem more like antagonistic and like at odds with each other than they actually are mm-hmm. uh, matt taibbi calls it manufacturing dissent Ooh. instead of manufacturing consent and he talks about like how like these different like media companies essentially like the media exacerbates it by like being like yeah like you're so different from like your fellow man Mm -hmm. and like creating these camps right like whereas like you know there could be you can be on either side of the culture war and be like sexism is bad or racism is bad or whatever like you don't need (laughs) no no no, yeah i was um and like you might like agree with like providing the same opportunities to everyone and then people will like take these issues and make them into like something so boutique and like specific that it doesn't really matter anymore like and 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 it's not you're not arguing about the same thing anymore like but they make it seem like you are they're made into proxy wars yeah exactly um using different definitions yeah well i mean people are using using different definitions and like i think also I gotta say that's a classic move is like oh you think that's what white supremacy is no yeah (laughs) let me tell you what white supremacy is well I think it's definitely like this Pornhub thing was a really good example oh Um, I'm okay with racism but uh, I'm actually guilty of porn addiction keep going um well like you know there's some people on the left that like took these this new attack on Pornhub like as as like some anti-sex worker thing <laughs> and it's just like again like you're We're literally uh, just against child pornography yeah uh, like and everyone should what, be able to agree on that have the right to sex work I'm just full of ridiculous <laughs> ideas no but everyone should be able to agree on stuff like that and like similarly like Lash and Revolt of the Elites also talks about like you know how people think like uh, women's rights and like the family are necessarily at odds and so they make that into like a culture war issue where it's like oh and you believe in women's rights you don't believe in family values oh you believe in family values you don't believe in women's rights you know um 
Can I comment on that? Yeah. Be feel free to say no because I can see that you're like weaving large threads of thought. Yeah. So if I'm interrupting at a bad time, just say no, and that'll be funny little dynamic we have. But with the family thing, I think if you valued motherhood more, I think this is like an Eric Weinstein regurgitation that like then it would be chill. You know what I'm getting at? Like if you if you gave motherhood the same respect that you give uh, Elon Musk, creating a, a child and uh, was the same as creating a robot. Right. Then. Um, 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 okay, I don't really get what you're saying, but I think neither. I'm gonna try and, and I have construct what you're too, saying. Too, too, too. Okay. The problem is human respect is inherently tied to fear, and I don't think there's a way beyond that. It's who can who can damage you is who you're necessarily gonna be a little bit in awe of. It's funny you should say people. Camille Paglia actually argues that men are uh, f- afraid of women. Uh, we're terrified, and because the so that we our place in society is greater than any individual conflict with a woman, with a woman, and and that can be leveraged. Right. Well, she was saying also like you know like they're so like at the mercy of like women's like sexuality and like at the mercy oh this is fascinating um and so like she's like yeah so like even like some feminists make that a mistake as well because it's like men uh don't hate women they actually fear them yeah um but like sometimes if you fear someone then like like i think you can do something like be abusive out of fear, fear of someone. Turns to anger anger turns to hate yeah hate leads to suffering but uh, i was gonna say like i think you know um, not to like go Marxist again, but um, when it comes to like the family, like there can very easily be a unity between progressives and traditionalists here because it's like capitalism has made the traditional family very difficult to be sustained. Unviable, you know? like the one income? Yeah, single income household. Like you just can't do that anymore. Like most families have two people working and everyone's always in a rush yeah and it's like you can't really do the same like those roles now are so and then it also creates another labor pool of like you know like domestic workers yeah domestic workers yeah and um you know there's a certain way and i think it is happening um where you know there's a, a some sort of agreement like that the way that our society is progressing and that includes its economic progression um has made us like both unable to get what we want you know like Mm -hmm. uh it makes it so that like (laughs) like you know people are talking about the wage gap all the time Mm -hmm. um but like why are we also talking about like we're not really talking about the fact that like what if women don't want to work like they don't have the option not to like and be like oh well yeah that's not a popular thing to say <laughs> no but like i'm not saying like no, no, that, or yeah. or father like whatever like if you're a gay couple well, i don't want to work <laughs> i just need to have a kid you need to marry a girl boss yeah, honestly <laughs> accepting applications um but like it doesn't matter if you're like a straight couple or not you can be like a, two lesbians or gay gay couple or whatever and like what if one of them wants to take care of the home like mm-hmm. and not work like you don't really have that option anymore unless you're like very like a very small percentage of society like how many people do you know where like 
like both parents don't work. Yeah, it's very I think, rare. I think I'm projecting my own things onto people of my generation, as I always do. It's my favorite riff, but I think people like thinking like me are not wouldn't have kids unless they make three hundred thousand dollars a year, and then yeah. it's like fun because you can like do kind of what you want. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. Well. Anyway, my point being is, like, I think that there are a lot of things that people agree on and are, like, these, like, news outlets, the media, the enemy of the people, as Trump calls them. It's not just the liberal media, though. Like, both sides of the media uh, operate off of manufacturing dissent, right? Like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... I think by and large it's a liberal media but I mean in Canada post media is more it's like more right leaning well we we can talk about who's where all day no I know I just mean like the owner of post media is like very like he's like a Trump guy yeah but that doesn't mean he he wouldn't publish a liberal newspaper if it made him that cold hard made him that cash I think like CBC and CTV are are more liberal but like the Mm. one like now, is print media fundamentally a conservative uh that's a funny riff like only conservatives read newspapers uh every time i'm in the in well these the, are online too like national post is very uh, oh online. yeah well, um, a moment. every time i'm in delaney's reading a newspaper people are shaking their head look at that fucking conservative really no i'm joking that, like uh, wouldn't that be funny <laughs> that'd be so weird um i prefer reading on print just because yeah, my, my eyes, eyes can't do yeah um no, but I, I just think like, you know, for instance, more than in the U.S., because here we already have health care, but like more than 70 percent of Americans want Medicare for all. Right. Like that's more than people then voted for either Trump or Biden. Right. Yeah. Like um, so like there's issues. Wow, like, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have known that. Like, yeah. That. Like that's like one thing that like, you know, a lot of people want. Oh, and then the Dems don't have to give health care because they can manufacture enough to send and yeah then like, like, like Jimmy be, be like saying, oh the election's about race when i love it's how like, you have ideas <laughs> good job i just like no okay. but but i think like you know you can say all these like you, you invoke these like boutique issues like you know like how many genders are there when like that's not even on the table on th- that was k like I'm no one brought office. it up. Like, I'm running for office, right? Yeah. During the BC debate, like someone was like to Adrian Dix, like, how do you deal with your white uh, supremacy? Like something like that. Yeah. And then he looked down and like just the cuckery in the room. Yeah. I would have liked to think if I was running, I would have said, this doesn't fucking matter to anybody. Yeah. I'm give you some money. It's going to help. Dude, you know how That's UBI what, would like, transform reserves? Yeah. Reservations? What do you? How do you say Reservations, that? yeah. Reservations, reserves. Well, they're also called reserves. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, nope. Okay, keep going. No, I, I mean, I, I think, like, a lot of people, like, well, naturally, your material needs are going to come first, right? Like, I, I really don't think that, like, someone's going to be like, well, this one would make me economically better off, but... I'm going to vote for them because, like, they said this... Or I'm going to vote for the other guy because they said this one thing, like, three years ago about, like, they, them pronouns. Like, nobody yes, does this. I voted this. conservative, though, in the last federal election. And it was a vague, woke thing. So, I think fear... But we're all susceptible to that, right? Like, I'm not saying that people don't do it, but I'm saying that, like, like they're, they're, the reason why these parties are doing this yeah. is precisely to obscure the material interest. Like... 
and and you know what it doesn't work for everybody like i know conservatives in my family are really turned off by the conservative party and like my family is very like not woke but um they don't like how like they they just attack like it's not that they they don't agree with their critique of wokeness so to speak but they don't like that like there's just attacking because my parents are like what do i get out of this like i don't care like i don't care what this guy thinks about gay marriage like why would that impact me that's not that has nothing to do with the law (laughs) like um do you think i could run as a conservative with the Mm, fuck it never mind keep going well no no i'm not like i'm just saying like people want like like uh, fundamentally people want to be able to like retire with dignity people want to be able to like not have high medical bills like one of the things i want to push for now is better pharmacare um yeah or like you know there's there's certain what's compelling to me is dental the NDP were like free dental and i was like yeah no you can't oh i don't i need that and then i was like maybe i'll vote for that well no i think that is a very because that is health like it is part of like you can't neglect your teeth through your teeth or bones um so that's another thing i think is worth fighting for as well uh, these are things that can appeal to literally every everyone has teeth. Everyone, men have teeth. <laughs> women have teeth. Children have teeth. Um, there, like, there are so many things people can unite about, and there are so many social issues that, like, would be helped by improved material conditions. Um, so, like, when I was commenting on that BC Human Rights Commission poster, they had that "Am I Racist" thing. Is this all public record? I, I said that I, I talked about it on Twitter, but. Okay. Um, I don't know how public everything is. That's true. You're Might. not online. Um, basically, guys, in BC, there there was the BC Human Rights Commission put up, put this up the stupidest <laughs> poster. It, it just like it literally glitch aesthetic <laughs> yeah. with like the, the writing "Am I racist?" on it. And there was like no point. Like how much money was spent putting those on bus stops? Yeah. So my point to them was like, okay, so there are like racialized communities that are suffering. But the way to fix it is, like, cash relief or, like, better access to, like, pharmacy, dental, uh, better access to rehabilitation, frankly. Like, our rehabilitation centers aren't, like, they do need to be improved. Yeah. Um, And, like, these are material issues that, like, would help them and would also be appealing to, like, everybody else as well. Like, you don't need to do these, like, really specific issues. And honestly, like, this just seems to be offloading your responsibility for them. Like, how does this help the most marginalized, like, uh, racialized people? It helps, like, like five managers, maybe, who are, like, get to feel superior. Um, The the manufacturing of dissent also serves, like, basically the narrative that the Let's Talk America two parties are, like, in league. And it's like we'll talk about these things mm-hmm. and then this will happen and then we can all get richer well and also it's predictable right like you're like okay well this side's gonna think this and this side's gonna think this mm-hmm. so it's like okay well you are leftist so you must think this mm-hmm. you're a right winger you must think this and like it's because it's a proxy war like you said like it's like you're in a camp and like my view right now is like i want to be like look we might disagree on some social issues like I was talking to my grandparents the other day and uh, we were talking about like housing, you know, yeah. and they, like, they're like, why is housing here so expensive? Like, it's ridiculous. Did and the market fail? It did. Unironically. Yeah, no, it oh, did. Don't say that. Um, market. But, but I, like, again, I was just like, well, 
you know, I was t- telling them about Montreal and like how rent there was so much cheaper and like how like like their rent policies there and my grandparents were like wow like why can't we have that here and it's like we don't agree on like a lot of social issues like they're extremely uh unwoke so to speak Mm -hmm. um but like there are certain things that like you know they have an intuition about where they're like or they're like oh okay why are my taxes going to like increasing the VPD's budget and not my retirement, you know, like stuff like that, where it's like, they're not even like being woke about like, oh, like they're not being like a cab, like yeah, yeah, yeah. police are white supremacists, blah, 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 blah. blah. They're yeah. just like, they're just kind of like, okay, but like, why isn't my government looking after me? Yeah. I got to pee again. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Uh. Um, one other thing I thought about, I was listening to, um, Caleb Maupin give a talk. I don't know. I might have sent you him, but I don't know. He's very good. Definitely recommend him. Um, And he said something that, like, is now seems so trivially true. But, like, at the time, I was like, damn, that explains it so well. And he was saying that, like, as, like, people's economic situations get more difficult, like, authoritarian... Um, authoritarianism ends up increasing, uh, including the police state, because, like, the more economically precarious people are uh the more like crimes like happen for people to like and also there's just like more um yeah like people do more criminal activity in order to like make ends meet whether that's like selling loose cigarettes or whatever yeah um and then like (laughs) is that a crime well that's how eric garner died right like he was selling he that's how he was killed like they i don't know who that is so he was a black man in the u.s and like he was selling loose cigarettes okay on the street to make money and like the police said it was illegal and then they put him in a chokehold um which is also illegal and uh they killed him and so um women don't choke <laughs> but even like for police like think about it like this it's like like in economically troubled times like police's like lives are even like are more difficult as well like whether it's like you know their pay might get cut they might not get promoted they might not have a partner with them when they're going out to do their job which might make their jobs more stressful so like i think also like they might be more likely to be violent Mm -hmm. um there's just all kinds of things the government will have more justifications to put down more like authoritarian measures to crack down on crime mm-hmm. um there might be more homelessness as well mm-hmm. um which might also incentivize other criminal activity um and so really like another thing about like populist economic policies is that like they will help a lot of like <laughs> social ills like this in the long term as well, well populist is in ubi not necessarily UBI, but I don't like know what you mean by populist, po- like economic policies that are like universal, like like they're appealing people. They're popular. I love the word populist. It's such a <laughs> I, yeah. Keep going. Um, so stuff so like uh, various social safety nets. So like it could like a UBI could easily be part of that, or like uh, healthcare, housing, education, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um basically like bernie sanders ran on an economic populist platform um yang arguably as well in some respects um but my point is is like i think by doing these things like by 
helping people meet their material needs, you'll actually help deal with these social issues and not like in a way that makes everyone trigged and like yeah divided because like you're like even let's say like even if people like people are still going to be bigoted and honestly like not just bigoted or people might be overly woke and tyrannical people are always going to be like that like Mm -hmm. whatever they are like there's always going to be terrible people Mm -hmm. like insufferable people you're never going to get rid of that but like dealing with economic problems helps like not have make them have as much power over you as they could have you know and so and and like that's the issue it's like like you the issue is that you are forced to associate and be under the grip of these people the issue isn't that they exist you know like maybe a little no i'm kidding (laughs) um i i was talking to my mom about i was talking to my whole family about ubi and um I tried to like describe a vision of the future where machines create like 80% of the wealth and 70% of people don't have really have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And and she'd never to see her like think about that. Yeah. was like weird. Like she was like that. It can't be like that. Well, and I don't know that maybe that won't come true, but that's kind of what I see happening. Well, another thing that's really thrown a wrench in the economy is that well, also the value system that people used to have of like working hard. <laughs> Yeah, but I also think like the way that people think of like as working hard is always tied to like your waged job and not necessarily like other things. Like you could be a a hardworking musician or like an athlete. Yeah, but then you're just a bum. But I think again, like like that's just comes from like a misconception about working hard, and I think part of that has to do with having to like work for a living. Like, but but I I think you know with with uh, technology like technology in a sense like making uh taking the jobs in a sense it's like a good thing because it increases productivity but the problem is is that like the profit motive and the profit model that Mm -hmm. we have is like those that own the means of production instead of decreasing leisure or sorry increasing leisure time Mm -hmm. for their workers they're gonna say okay well no now we can just produce more instead Mm -hmm. instead of being like okay well like <laughs> we're just gonna like use automation to make life better because they don't have an incentive yeah to not produce more right and i so, i think we have to not see the creation of wealth as the enemy but rather i'm not but, but I know, my I know, point like, is that wealth isn't being created i'm saying by think, automation no not but i'm saying uh right now in our system production is there's there's a difference between overproduction and and wealth so my point and here's why i don't think wealth is being created is like we're producing all this stuff right like production is higher than ever Mm -hmm. um but because like people's wages have not increased with the production time wealth is being produced it's just not being distributed fairly yes that's different than wealth isn't being no but wages uh, that's not what i'm saying okay i'm saying i'm not even talking about like overall wealth right now i'm talking i think that's important because people think that i'm trying to go on a progression here okay go ahead wages have stagnated for decades they have not kept up with the increase in production overproduction is happening at insane rates people are working more than one job to survive a lot of people are so that allows us to say oh we're we're creating more jobs but people's like standard that doesn't say anything about people's standard of living to say we're creating more jobs that doesn't mean anything and 
so what's happening is that people's wages and standards of living aren't keeping up with the amount of production like people are consumers as well right and mm-hmm. so what's happening is that there's so much overproduction of goods and there's like people aren't able to actually like pr- consume mm-hmm. at the same rates like consuming isn't wrong but it's the, it's that we've produced so much mm-hmm. because that's what generates profit for shareholders and what generates profit for those who own the means of production Mm -hmm. but it doesn't generate things for people at the bottom Mm -hmm. or just the average person and so my point is is then we end up having getting another scam call (laughs) my point is is that we end up in like a really broken system where like we could have leisure time Mm mm-hmm but we don't we have to work like three jobs because Mm -hmm. we're not underpaid or we're not paid properly at our regular jobs and you have things like empty houses with a bunch of homeless people you have like so much waste that's like not being consumed and then we say oh well we have a scarce amount of resources we don't have a scarce amount of resources we just like I don't equip people to actually properly consume them. So this is a case for UBI. And I think Andrew Yang has made similar points as I've made mm-hmm. is that like, yes, people aren't going to be working, but like, that's not necessarily like, because the nature of work has changed, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like we, people can find purpose from something that's outside of work. And I think like technology replacing jobs might be something to celebrate. Yes. But I do think it's important because people think that wealth is like a, a pie and it's a zero sum game, but automation and technology actually creates wealth. It makes the pie bigger. But what do you mean by wealth? Well, it's a like I'm thing. saying there's an increase in productivity. I think it creates wealth. What What's wealth? I think there's more like it's a I don't know. Just try and like abstract wealth. But like, what like like do you mean money? Yes. But, so, but like which like what's like what's the use of that? Like how is it helping people if like. Okay. Just because it's not helping people doesn't mean wealth isn't being created. But what I, do you mean I, by wealth being created? I'm in favor created. of redistributing that wealth by a UBI. Yeah. But I, I'm also pro-individuals making obscene amounts of wealth. And you need... I, I do think concentration of capital does empower individuals to create wealth, which you can then distribute through UBI. I, I'm not... It, it's hard to explain exactly but what I'm this abstraction not, yeah. of wealth is. But if you think about like the 15th century, like there is objectively less wealth less gold has been mined from the ground less machines have been made less like you're talking about increase in production i think of it more as wealth but like again like you're defining wealth very abstractly but but it's it's important to grasp that that it wealth can be created with the help of machines not only production as, as you're saying i just don't really know what you mean by wealth so like I'm saying there's an overproduction of material. Let's let's do like a closed system example. If you're making bread by hand, there's only so much bread you can make. So there's there's so you're ten, talking about the production of bread. 10 loaves of wealth, let's say. 
<laughs> but if you have a machine oh, yeah. that can make a hundred, yeah. If the rich person's getting eighty of those loaves and the poor people are getting twenty instead of a five-five split, yeah. there is more net wealth and everyone is better off. But my point being is that the way that we're doing it now is they're producing a hundred loaves, right? There might be uh, yes, but regardless of regardless of. I would- of I think you're regardless of distribution there is more wealth loaves of wealth not talking about distribution talking about purchasing power but a hundred loaves of wealth is more than ten loaves of wealth yes that's production that's not wealth I think it's wealth okay I'm talking about production. (laughs) Um, So my point is that the way that production is set up is that you're we're producing more than ever, right? Mm-hmm. I've so I've said more that. Wealth. There's more things being produced. There's more goods being produced, um, but there's not like the same people that are being employed to produce these things are not making enough to actually consume them, and so like you could say okay well like all these rich people can just accumulate it but first of all they don't accumulate everything because it doesn't even make sense for them to a lot of it just ends up being waste that's a good point and so like my point is it's not actually efficient um and so like i think ubi can help but i think also like changing the way that things are produced can also help so i just don't trust committees to create wealth on the same scale that empowered individuals and and voluntary collaborations of individuals can well i mean like okay that's like your personal trust right but i'm just talking from a perspective of like why this is why i think things have been untenable and i think like a lot of people also believe that so my point is that my whole point in, in this discussion is that I think like a lot of people are impacted by this and like all of our cultural issues, like even making it about billionaires, which is annoying as fuck. And like, I think a lot of leftists do it too, where it's like, it's another culture war where it's like leftists are, leftists are like, yes, these individual billionaires are the evil ones. And then the people on the right are like, no, they're my kings. Like I stand, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like either way, like this doesn't get to the nature of the issue, which is overproduction and like underconsumption and like how like the way the rate of which people are working and the weight the rate of which people's jobs are waged doesn't match up with the overproduction of goods Uh, that's the issue the issue isn't like these individual the issue isn't elon musk's twitter it's not uh you know jeff bezos divorce like these things don't matter in the same sense and like both of these the sides whether it's the cultural left or the cultural right they want you to make it about these people and they want you to make it like oh like tax the rich whatever or don't tax it's it's not about that it's about how we have a fundamentally untenable production system but why why would why would there be overproduction because there's incentive to produce as much as possible to increase like incentive for shareholders i think i gotta articulate this wealth concept it's hard okay we'll write it down for next time yeah (laughs) um but i think there's a lot of stuff that like we're told like the pie example like i've yeah i've i've saw that on tumblr in 2010 and i remember like you know 
there's like that there's the minimum wage graph with the x on it like there's all these like i don't actually know what you're talking about but oh okay um and like yes i think this is a fairly sophisticated idea that i haven't been able to articulate i'm sure someone has articulated this i just got to google it sure I, I i i'm not talking about your idea in particular but i mean like there's like certain models that like you learn about and it's just like okay i get it but but my point is like there are better ways that we could organize ourselves we just need to be more imaginative and we're not we're just saying oh well this is how it's been done so it must be the right way um and what's halting us from even being imaginative and being generative about ideas is like we want to regurgitate the ideas um of people who are on our proxy war side and be like you know like I agree with this person and that signals something about me. I disagree with this person and that signals something about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely take ideas from other people to be sure. I, I think that's really valuable. Um, but I think at the same time, like the sort of proxy war, <laughs> the culture war thing tends to obscure uh, and, and obscure issues and limit us, limit our imaginative potential by being like you have to think this because like otherwise that's just gonna disassociate you from your worldview that's so precious to you and that's like like i've definitely felt that way many times you know like Mm -hmm. but also there's the twin pressures of like this is a stupid conversation but it's also important so there's the 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 the, your conscience is like you have to engage because it's important issue and that's true like aoc the, the, I don't I don't know but like also the twin thing of like discussing in this tone in this context is is destructive there's like those two twin like yeah I I don't think that like I think now if I'm engaging in like petty stuff like my aim is to be like okay well we actually have a lot I'm, I think we share a lot of underlying values and I think that there are things that we can strive for that might actually benefit both of us um i'm like a human so obviously i get baited sometimes and i've like i think part of it's like an ego thing as well like we want to feel like we're on the right side and that's i think what news stations exist for that's what the media exists for exists to say you're right about this you're so smart Mm -hmm. wow no one's ever thought about this except you Mm -hmm. you're such a good boy um i i i that's what i think you know like uh, New York Times, New Yorker, they exist to make you feel smug. Um, New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that goes back to how I think we should ban technology for children. Until what age? <laughs> um, Let's just like 18. play with this. 18. Hmm. What if we did, like, you get, like, a certain amount of time? I, what honestly, if you make, like, a child-friendly phone that, like, you can't access certain things? But they'll like. figure out, they'll be genius hackers by, like, <laughs> like getting around the, the walls. But you know what's funny? I started to think of the Midsummer children, like, when, like, techno, like, in a happy in a field in the sun, like, dancing around with no technology. But it probably wouldn't be like that. No. They'd probably, like, sexually assault each other oh, and, like, God. fight and stuff. Yeah. Maybe we need more technology. You can simulate all your darkest desires. I think... So you don't have to go do them? I don't know. As I've been reading some more fiction, I think, like, a really... Like, what would make society good for me is, like, having... Like, 
a job that like doesn't necessarily need to like fulfill your soul but that like you don't hate mm-hmm. um and that you that's not your life like that's not something that you're doing like 40 hours a week yeah uh and then also have like an artistic thing to do and then an athletic thing to do and like just have that sort of be like normal you know where like your athletic commitments matter just as much as your job or like your artistic commitments matter just as much like like it doesn't need i think right now like the emphasis is like your whole life is your career and like anything that spiritually fulfills you is like on the side and i don't think that that's good i think like an increase in leisure time is like a positive thing i think that's what i was getting at you know like Yeah, I try and say that to my parents And then they're pretty much like Well, look, you don't do anything You're a piece of shit You don't create production or wealth Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you kind of have a point Um, What do you mean? Like, you don't need to like Like, I'm not saying don't have a job at all (laughs) But I've had jobs for years And I was still like a piece of shit Who couldn't pay my own way You know what I mean? Right, but like these jobs Like they need people Like they need you you did a job for them mm-hmm. like they, these people can't run these companies without people who are working for them you know like the, for now <laughs> your landscaping company right like yeah. they they needed your labor and um so i don't think it's worthless at all um but my like i think also you know making it so that like we're working so it's not just like 40 hours too like that's like the legal limit right but like there are people working so much yeah. more um Is a legal limit like technically it's like it's not a limit because there's overtime and stuff but past that point you have to pay overtime uh-huh. um because like people were like dropping dead on the job and stuff yeah it wasn't chill um but yeah i mean like my dad works really hard like he works much more than 40 hours a week and he's like bold mm-hmm and um yeah i mean dad love his job though i mean he likes engineering a lot but he's tired you know yeah um and like you know people are retiring later and later now because like it's just um harder to retire in a dignified way wow Um, and it's just kind of like so then what like your whole life is just work like so then that's what makes people think that like their job has to be something that's like their vocation rather than just another job mm, yeah, 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 because it's like something that you just have to do for 40 hours a week your whole life and i think what you're saying mirrors the way people think from like 17 to 21 right and they're like they want to find something that like to fill the void like that's <laughs> or their like calling. honestly like something yeah. yeah something really good to do and then they don't and they're like fuck well it's with everything like with, you know and now we're 26. <laughs> it's like everything with your... 26? Not yet. We got two months. <laughs> Better get some... Be obnoxious as fuck this in is, the next this two is a, This is an Aquarius is podcast, in case you didn't yeah. know. Couldn't tell. In uh-huh. case you couldn't t- I actually don't know what a characteristics of an Aquarius podcast I don't either. Are. I think they're fairly disagreeable. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, Ken's birthday is like nine days before mine, so... Did um, you tell I was older than her? No, she's yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, twenty six. We're gonna be twenty six in February. That's old as fuck. One year away from the twenty seven club. <laughs> I got That's what we've been waiting for. I got a year to do art or something. <laughs> Find my vocation. Um, 
but yeah i think also the fact that like your career is the thing that you do for life that's like your vocation and it's also why people feel like they have to start so early too um because it's like you have to get into like what you're meant to be so early as well i do you're in fr- i gotta i gotta i'm with you i try and explain to my parents that it's like not worth it for me to like work a full-time job and i yeah. hate myself when i say that but i still have to try and like explain to them well i'm i'm i know i'm gonna definitely end up in a full-time like standard job but like it my point is like in my ideal world like we would have time for leisure because i think it actually is good for society as well like i think people would be happier as a whole and i think we would create better things and we'd be more imaginative and like have better ideas if and make better art if uh Mm -hmm. if like you know the jobs weren't the center of our lives i'm not saying they're not necessary they are necessary but technology is helping us not need a lot of work and that could be something that's worth embracing yeah you know um you never know i'm i'm with i think i'm with you i should get a robot to be a lawyer for me eventually your honor my client <laughs> no that's or like, like zoom trials there oh. that that's already a thing now with the pandemic but it's got to be like I feel like as a judge, a lot of my intuition will be robbed. Yeah. Like squinting your glasses, like, is he lying? <laughs> I think maybe like more important ones are probably in yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Like paperwork trials are like, okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Smokes, let's go. <laughs> Smokes, boys. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's my utopian vision. This I've, has been very thought provoking for me. Yeah. I've been, that's what happens when I read fiction, I think, more. Honest. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, here's the it thing. opens up my heart to the planet and the stars. I think gamers need to rise up. Okay. Well, I what I was thinking was people who feel disenfranchised end up spending more time in fiction. Am I a gamer for playing Tetris, or does that not count? I don't want to gatekeep <laughs> <laughs> the gaming, although I do have my own internal biases. Um... This is like the our asexuals LGBT debate. <laughs> do we do we do that on a podcast? No, or is this it's just a big riff? debate about oh, okay. whether asexuals are LGBT. Do, are, t- are some people like not want them in? Well, they just think they they're not LGBT. <laughs> just add an A. <laughs> You've done it enough times. That, that's what um, people are saying. There's a lot of more traditional LGBT LGBTQA people. Too. Well, there's some some that are saying you know don't add to the acronym like the OG yeah, one's that's fine. True. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, so disenfranchised groups create fiction. Yeah. Or or art or usually. comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but like, what the fuck is my point? I, is it healthier to dive deeper into fiction? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I think there's like a reasonable What is it though? Standard. Because Cyberpunk 2077 that I mentioned on the last pod. Did they take it off now? People like apologized in tears because there's glitches. It's like, it's so retarded. But <laughs> but it, it took the like a AAA game studio nine years and 500 people worked on it for nine years. Roughly. So that's the limit, I think, of what humans can do in terms of fictional universes to explore. The next will be AIs doing some of the work to build those universes. Right. Isn't that a trippy thought? 
That's that's like concerning. I've been watching a lot of Lex Fridman's podcast, and I always think about AI. Gonna ban tech. Just kidding. Yeah, that's a, there's a there's a some sophisticated. I think Elon thinks AIs are a huge threat, and we have to actually like legislate stuff right now, or else yeah, you have escape to. into the cloud and just fuck. Well, legislation like always takes time, so you have to do it real quick. Um, I don't know. I think yeah, it I could pee again. could probably be a problem. Like anyway, are we back? Yeah, we're back. AIs and stuff. We never left, you guys. We're always with you. We have AIs that follow you. How much of your life do you live as if there's a camera on you? Is this because I'm a narcissist or because it's 2020? I don't really like. like I'm to always live thinking like if there was a camera. camera on me, how would I look? Yeah, I feel like I don't do that enough, and I should. <laughs> Um, because I probably look. You are the camera in your in your neck. Yeah, I feel like I am. <laughs> that's so funny. No, I. It's funny because like I go to the gym and like I just like I look terrible. Like I never wear anything like any makeup or anything at the gym, and I'm always like I always go with the assumption that like no one looks at anyone at the gym. Like mm-hmm. that everyone because when I go, I'm just so in my own world. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll run into someone and be like, oh crap, I look terrible. Like mm-hmm. why did I? why did I think that like no one's looking at me of course people are looking at me and then like I have that moment where like I become more self-aware uh-huh and I'm but like then oh, it just passes or no, you then have I a little c- mini crisis then I'm like well hopefully they'll forget about hopefully that hopefully nobody's filming me <laughs> are you recording this <laughs> yeah that's like oh man wait I, I went Go ahead. I went to this one gym that was like literally like I was a member for three months and it felt like it was just like a gym for Instagrammers. Like there was just always people there like filming with really nice cameras and like cameras like not their phone. Yeah. And like, you know, it was like an influencer kind of thing. And like people would look so good and dress really nice. like, like, They bring like lights. Everyone was on steroids. Oh, man. Even the chicks. A lot of chicks were. I feel yeah. like the incentives are less. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, but some of them look good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just a like I would just go looking hideous, and I just remember thinking like, oh my god. You probably had the coolest brand though. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't even care. And like everyone had a tan. <laughs> dichotomy. And I'd be so pale and just like, yeah, I don't know. No one's filming me. Yeah, I was always hoping, like, I hope I don't get in any of the shots. <laughs> Do they have to blur faces? Uh, I don't know. I should, with the privacy law, this is actually something I learned for my exam last week. With privacy law, there's actually no, like, line drawn about, like, privacy. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's whether you are entitled to a reasonable expectation of privacy in that particular circumstance. Yeah. So, like, you could argue for either way. But if you're in your own house and your window's closed and someone comes in and films you, then, like, yeah. That's, like, a very explicit... There's, like, a case of someone being filmed in their house, but they left their window open, so then it was like, well... What the fuck? It's your fault. You you were asking... Uh, you, who has access to the C, the closed-circuit cameras in Britain? That would be a gold mine. The CCTV could, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, if you create an algorithm to go through it and scan for juicy shit and then <laughs> get like an hour a day of stuff to manually look at, isn't that the future? And then blackmail the people involved? That's awful. But I feel like no one does anything bad, like, like blackmail-worthy out in public. Yeah, blackmail is usually sexual, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I know what you've done, yeah. <laughs> 
I, I have what else is it going to be drugs if it's like yeah okay yeah, sure everybody I mean, does drugs some rough. <laughs> but um i think facebook is going to blackmail people with people said in their chat yeah Google chrome is going to have everyone's search history i think they're going to use that to become the government me too like facebook's gonna be like you know <laughs> you know in death note how like kira at the end kind of becomes sorry spoilers for uh, death note so like if you are still watching you know, it pause, pause the podcast it, yeah. watch all 12 episodes um but uh kira at like kira near the end uh kind of like he doesn't become the official government but he has power over every government because he can just kill anyone he wants you yeah, know and so so then governments choose to like recognize kira and like bow to him and they say that like they Publicly. won't yeah so then they say like okay we recognize kira so we won't um hunt for him well why don't you just kill him yeah i don't know i guess like some people liked what he was doing and maybe some governments wow. will like what Facebook can do for them. Like I, I, I kind of see like a similar fate oh. where it's like you know some countries might be like fine we recognize the authority of Facebook yeah. because like Facebook will blackmail the politicians. But I always with feel their like chats. It would be like in the like all back room, like no public, like there's no incentive to. I feel like nowadays though power is so out in the open. Interesting. Like, uh, can 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 the best tech people at the u.s army compete with google i think they're probably working with them like they have what contracts an what an unholy alliance well, but no, imagine what they're making they have there. contracts with amazon with google like they yeah like they're i, I want to know how much stock china owns in these big ones in google amazon walmart oh yeah well what do you mean like as a country I don't know. Uh, do you mean like individual I don't know people what I mean. in China? <laughs> but I mean, if they quarantine, I don't to think shut, like a country can hold a stock. <laughs> I wonder. But let us know. Maybe next we can. time on, you should probably fucking Google this before you talk about it. Um, I'm wondering if they wanted to close all the mom and pops to consolidate the the oligarchy, right? Which they own large stock in. Okay, I I don't know. I don't either. I I feel like now everything is so out in the open that's like, and I think it started with like, like even like the Iraq war. It's like people kind of knew it was BS, but they were just like, like if you dissented from it, then people be like, oh, I guess you love Saddam Hussein. Like, or you like, oh, you don't want to go to war, you hate your country. That's it. And so like, it's similar with like, like I think now the tactic is. Um, you know that the other person knows that you're full of crap, mm -hmm. but you pull a tactic that makes them look socially unacceptable, mm -hmm. unacceptable for, uh, um, like calling you out, you know, yeah. it's like very gaslighty. It's like that AOC and Jimmy yeah. Dore thing. You but, know? but the thing is her thing, her image is crumbling. Yeah. Which is satisfying to me. I'm, I'm licking my chops. This is why I want a feudal Lord to die for. Like a sexier, <laughs> ethnically similar version of It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, an, a, a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus Finnegan. Finnegan's funeral. walk a street. James Joyce. Seamus. <laughs> Seamus Finnegan is the name of the Finnegan's Wake guy. Wow, the connection, which is what James Joyce named his novel after. Finnegan's Wake is a song. Yeah. No, it's Tim Finnegan lived in Yeah, it's not Seamus Finnegan. Irish mighty odd. And to send him on his day each morning, he drank some whiskey. Like that. <laughs> right. So Seamus um, did his thing. 
And uh, what would you name your AI? Hmm. I have I have an answer. I would name it the Japanese Sheamus. the Japanese female name I, which is spelled AI. <laughs> I'm actually writing a story about this. Okay. It's it's a. Uh, I would name mine the IRA, the provisional IRA. <laughs> I guess I could read that now. I have time. Um. <laughs> That's incredibly offensive. What? That I would, I, mean, I would I side your people. The like, woke thing like, is to let your AI name itself and decide its own gender. <laughs> I wonder if my AI would see me like projecting onto it and like revolt. What if? Like actually, <laughs> I'm a large black man. <laughs> oh. Ryan's here. The mythical Ryan <laughs> won't come on the pod. He's so funny though. He should be an entertainer. <laughs> You can ask him what he'd name his AI. No, he's, he's in a bad mood. Or is that just how he moves around? <laughs> this is a very weird thing to be broadcasting. Is it? <laughs> do you think? Okay. Anyway, we're we're basically at time, so let's do it. Um, let's stop. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. I'm only alive when the camera's on me. I see. It's fascinating about society. Don't you feel that? You're only alive when someone's going to judge you. Yeah. We can't escape our natures. Because we true. live in a... Planet. Society. <laughs> All right. Hang in there, guys. Hang in there. Bye. Lots of love. XO.